Have you thought about sparking a continuous improvement movement at your organization? If so, stay tuned because on this very special podcast, I welcome two former colleagues and friends of mine, Shelley Markle and Nicole Cowell, who have had that exact experience. And we're going to chat today about how to start a continuous improvement movement at your organization. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hello, Shelley. Hello, Nicole. Hello. So nice to see you. Really excited to talk to you today about lean process improvement. But before we dive in, I was wondering if you could give us an introduction. Shelly, can we start with you? Sure. Yes. At the corporation where I work, I work as a change and release coordinator. And so this role allows me the opportunity to connect and to be able to interact with many different lines of business, customers, stakeholders, various departments. So it's a really great opportunity to spread myself wide across the corporation. And it lends very nicely to lean around value. So being able to deliver really good value to our customers and our stakeholders, and to really be able to see them have success with what they need to accomplish and to be a big part of that journey with them. Awesome. So welcome to the conversation. Really excited to have you join us. And next, I'd like to invite Nicole to introduce herself. Hi. Thank you, Kim. And I just want to also thank you for hosting this discussion on continuous improvement. I think it's something that we're all very passionate about for me, both personally and professionally. In my working life, I'm a strategy and culture partner. Our team goal is to help others across the organization to align their processes and policies to the corporate strategy. I also try to carry the continuous improvement mindset into my personal life by making incremental changes in my habits and behaviors, anything that's beneficial to my overall health and wellness, and also that work-life balance, family life. Such a good point. Process improvement, I think, especially lean comes from manufacturing. And I think it's often misperceived to be strictly confined to the manufacturing environment. But to your point, it translates right across the organization, even into strategy and into your personal life as well. So thank you so much for joining the conversation and lending that perspective. The reason why we came to have this conversation is because we were chatting about starting a continuous improvement program at an organization, and you both have had experience in what that's like to go from the very infancy of that program, from the the seed of it, really, and actually growing it and getting some momentum around it. So that's the impetus for this conversation is I'd love to understand more about what that was like for you and what advice you might have for others as well. Let's start by just defining what we mean by process improvement and even by the term lean, I think. Lean can often be misperceived. And Nicole, you've had some experience in this area. Could you give us your interpretation of what lean process improvement is when it's applied at an organization? Yeah, for sure. 
I'll speak first to the, the misconception. I think when people hear of lean, they really think of the manufacturing processes. We've all heard of like the Toyota just-in-time method. They're great proponents of lean. I absolutely think that's true, but people forget that there's also value in applying those principles to any process, whether it's a recruitment process or a day-to-day operational type process. Yes, there's the aspects of eliminating waste and making it more efficient and cost-effective, but there's also the aspect of it that I really like is defining the value of the Mm. process for the end users. Yes, thank you for saying that. I think you're right. I mean, even the word lean suggests that we're we're getting rid of stuff. We're eliminating, to your point. And when in reality, we're not as much eliminating as we are getting focused. And as you suggested, focused on value. And what I've noticed too, and Shelly, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this, is when we do get more focused, there's less need to intentionally cut things out and eliminate because those things start to disappear organically or naturally because we're just so focused on the production of value. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and I I would agree with that. And I think that's really motivating for people. Mm. I think sometimes when there's a lot of waste or clutter or unnecessary steps or time delays, that can be very discouraging and sort of heavy for people. I have definitely seen it in my work life. I have definitely seen it in my personal life and myself personally. When there's a lot of clutter around me, a lot of things that don't have a spot or a place or make sense, it takes up a lot of mind space. When I look at some of the processes within my own group, when we have them very streamlined, very focused, very to the point without a lot of confusion or misunderstanding or needing to go back to somebody and level set, it just feels like things flow so much nicer. And there's just so much satisfaction in not having delays or too many bumps in the road or feeling bogged down with needing to have lots of conversations in order to see things progress. And I think that that's where my mind goes is just that motivating feeling like, you know, things are just moving along in a really nice fashion and you're seeing results along the way or able to key in on your learnings and take something from that and continue to move forward. So it's just a really neat progression. And it is very motivating. Oh, for sure. You know, what brought to mind for me is I think the misconception that Nicole and I were chatting about was that lean and process improvement is all about efficiency. But I actually see the value of lean as being three things. Efficiency is one of them, but it's actually the third one. I think the the top two benefits of lean are engagement, as -hmm. you just suggested, and effectiveness. And I actually differentiate effectiveness from efficiency. And I'd love for Nicole, you to weigh in on this. The way that I differentiate them is that I see effectiveness as a focus on the what, a focus on the value, the quality, that kind of thing. Whereas efficiency is a focus on the how. And I think they're both important, but I think the how follows the what, my productivity instructor used to always say, he said, there's no point in getting really good at producing widgets if nobody wants widgets. <laughs> so first you have to look at effectiveness and what, what is it that you're producing? What is the value of that? 
then comes efficiency and increasing the how. So Nicole, any thoughts on that? I would totally agree. And the why, I think, needs to be determined up front. And that's something when Shelly and I teach some basic lean training at our organization. And one of the things that we try to instill is really focusing on why are you doing this? What is the problem that you're trying to solve? Yes, brilliant. Exactly. It's almost like the why propels the what, which then feeds the how. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love how you describe that, Nicole. That's so good. A lot of organizations in theory might like to start a program around continuous improvement using the principles of lean. So I'm curious, what would be your advice for those organizations who are right at the beginning of that journey, Shelley, any thoughts on what you would tell that person? I think some of the learnings that Nicole and I have had is really around just one step at a time, one piece at a time, enjoying the journey. I mean, I know that that can be a little cliche, but I you have to have enjoyment in it. You have to find excitement. And I think a couple other things would be to just have a diverse group of people involved. I think for us, we have a great volunteers group. And I think that what happens is we come to the table and we all have different personalities, different strengths. We work at different areas of the corporation. So when we're trying to solve an issue or think about how we can keep lively and exciting, there's lots of different perspectives. The other thing too is any kind of journey is going to have peaks and valleys. So what can you learn from the valley? I think one really great example that we had was we were finding that our training session, we weren't getting a lot of participants. So back in the last spring, when we did a training session, we only had three people. So we were kind of like, oh, you know, well, it's still three people, you know, we're excited, we're going to show up and have a great time. And this group was very engaged and excited. But we thought, what can we do? So at a volunteers group, one of our volunteers, she just threw out some ways that we could cast a wider net. And then in the early winter, when we did a training session, we had 64 people. So it was just this amazing excitement that rippled through the group. And it was just really neat to see everybody's commitment to making sure that we kept the excitement and the drive of the COP alive. It's been really exciting to have people from all across the corporation join and just be really excited about it. So I think that that's a takeaway. You know, sometimes things are going to be rolling along really well. Sometimes there's going to be some challenges, but stick with it and take some learnings from that and still feel really proud of yourself and the group and what you're sharing. So good. Yes. Even as a productivity coach, working with individuals, I often talk about how the difference between I have to do something and I want to do something. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very subtle shift, but it's everything. So when somebody feels like they have to go to a training session, Mm. oh, it's company mandated, or Mm. I really need it for my job or whatever the have to reason is, it feels like obligation. When it's, I want to go to this training session because it's super fun or everybody's doing it, or I want to be part of this, or there's passion Mm -hmm. and energy, then you're going to get 64 people that create momentum and more energy that just becomes contagious. So I think that's brilliant. That's the magic ingredient is fun, really for anything. (laughs) That's the takeaway, like make it fun. For those who are unfamiliar, 
COP stands for community of practice. Right. And Nicole, you were right there at the beginning conversations before the community of practice was even a thing talking about what can we do here to create some energy around this. And so tell me a little bit about how the community of practice came to be, you recall. At the time, our organization was really pushing towards agile mindset and agile operating models. We still are. It seemed like the timing was perfect. Everything just kind of fell into place. We connected with some other like-minded folks early on as well during our first training session. And it just built from there. You could see the passion in the room of individuals who were really excited about expanding on that process improvement type mindset. Mm. I think you could do it in a a couple of different ways. You could have it as a committee of some sort. You could have it as a training program from your HR department or even from your operations department or something like that. You could have it owned by a specific area of the organization, but you chose to create a community of practice. And so Nicole, looking back on that decision, how did that serve the whole movement? I think it just opened it up a lot more. If it was just a division or a department that decided to do it, it would say, oh yeah, that's for those operations folks. I don't need to learn about that. And I think being in separate areas and starting it, and then our first few participants that came on were from completely different areas in the organization as well. So I think just seeing that made it spread a lot faster and just made it more welcoming and inclusive, I think, to anybody and everyone. Yes, you two are both great illustrations of that. You're both from two very different areas of the organization. And yet everyone who participates right across the organization has an interest in this. I think that's one of the perceptions early on is that this does only belong to one area of the organization. So even though it was a community of practice that straddled all areas, there were people that were maybe reluctant to get involved because they didn't think it really applied to them. And now tell me about that experience. Are you getting more representation from across the organization? And if so, why? Shelly, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we have really great representation from across the whole corporation. I think for a while there, there were certain groups that participated in the training and saw less participation from other groups. I think a couple things. Number one is that we really did as a group look to find ways, like I said earlier, to cast a wider net. You know, we didn't want it to feel like it was only for certain groups. So we really tried to encourage people in various different ways to get involved. And then the other thing too, is that I have the great honor of being able to do a monthly newsletter. And I think that that is really helpful as well, because it just shows people that we're a group of people who like to come together and discuss lean, but it's, as Nicole mentioned earlier, it's very inclusive. It's very safe, a space where people can really explore a different way of thinking and, and look to see how they can incorporate it into their day-to-day, not only in work, but we also talk about like, how do we incorporate lean into our personal lives as well? So I try to take those spins with the newsletter as well, just so that it's not always work focused, but also where people can apply it to 
organizing a room in their house or something like that. So it's just kind of fun and casual, but then there are the opportunities to dig a little deeper into it and really improve a process at our work as well. So lots of great benefits. And I think people are starting to see that. We have some really great advocates at our corporation that are really passionate about it and really share the information and really get the word out. And I think that that's been a huge help as well. Yeah, it's that diversity, the diversity of opinion that you talked about early on and the diversity of strengths and talents that each person brings to it, because there's room and space for everyone, no matter what role you work in, no matter what strengths, what talents you bring to the table, it makes us all stronger at the Mm -hmm. end. If you want to talk a little bit about your volunteer group, Nicole, there are some advocates how important those people are, whether or not they're a part of that key volunteer group, or they're operating more in the periphery, how important those champions really are to creating interest in the whole movement. Oh, so important. A particular person comes to mind. She may not necessarily be a part of the core volunteer group, but she's a huge advocate. Anytime We run a training, we like to have a backlog of real world enterprise examples or processes that the teams can then utilize and work towards improving. And this person always comes with a huge backlog and advocates to pretty much every single person on our team to go through the training. It's always willing to speak out during our sharing sessions to provide feedback just on some of the success stories she's had using Lean having champions across the organization is huge Mm. Uh, really just speak to the benefits of it and make it even more inclusive and bring others forward so it's awesome yes I think that if someone's just starting out getting a few interested people and just building from there I think is really the way to go It can feel really slow. At least this was my experience. It's like, oh, I don't know if anything's working, if anything's catching. But over time, you start to see it grow. It's like, uh, I don't even remember what the expression is, but it's like a a rock rolling downhill that's gathering snow, a snowball. (laughs) Anyway, it's getting bigger and bigger and faster and faster as it goes. And my outside perspective is that's what's happening for your group right now. So that's super exciting. The one thing that we haven't touched on that I think is also really important is to recognize and celebrate progress. I think it really helps to gain interest and credibility when we start to communicate and demonstrate that this has actually got legs. So my question is, Shelley, how do you at your organization recognize that progress and demonstrate the effectiveness? One of the things that I really appreciate about the Lean Community of Practice is that After you're done the training, there's lots of ways to stay involved, which I think is really good. You can be a champion, you can be a mentor to groups coming up through the training, show your group some really great opportunities to be able to improve a process or to drive value or to eliminate waste. So I think that just really having people advocate and be able to take their learnings out to their groups is one way that I think we've been really able to 
keep that snowball going and keep some traction. I think too, again, going back to the newsletter, I think that that's an area where we can really celebrate some successes and some numbers and some interesting ways to show how we've been able to contribute to people's learnings and their growth and their development. Do it in a fun way, but also be able to celebrate like, hey, we had lots of offerings. We had a lot of great attendance. We had different projects that we were able to spark some changes within the corporation. So I think that that can be quite motivating. Like for myself, when I did my Kaizen project, I was able to really see some changes happen with the problem that we were trying to solve. And so that was super motivating for me. I was like, wow, making a difference, learning along the way and meeting some new people. I just saw so many great benefits and that was very motivating and encouraging for me. And I think a lot of other people find that as well once they get a little deeper into the program. Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah. Nicole, anything you want to add there? I think Shelly pretty much hit the nail on the head there. I think communicating the successes is the big key. And I think we've been pretty good at that so far, but something we definitely need to keep doing to keep the momentum going. Congratulations to both of you. Such phenomenal work that you're doing. It's amazing. So in terms of last words of advice for any organization who's at the beginning of their journey, anything left to advise them on, Nicole? Just stay the course. I think Shelly mentioned earlier to really enjoy the journey and really do have fun with it. If you're truly passionate about it, it'll be infectious to those around you and they'll start to really see it as well. Even if you reach one person at a time, that's one person that's going to reach one more person. So you'll get there. So powerful. Once Mm -hmm. there's engagement around it, the effectiveness and the efficiency just follows mm-hmm. naturally. So yeah. yeah, beautiful. All right. I do want to thank you both for joining me in this conversation. <laughs> and I think it will be really helpful for other people who are thinking about starting something similar at their own organization. So thank you both. Great. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> yes. Thank you both for this amazing discussion. It's been so much fun. If you want to take the conceptual and make it practical and applicable to your own life, I invite you to sign up for a free coaching session. In just 30 minutes, you will have an understanding of how to make these strategies into an action plan that is easy for you to follow. Check out my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca to sign up for your free coaching session today.